I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Good morning, evening, afternoon, whatever time of day it is where you're at. Welcome to Collider Dailies. I'm John Algetz, and joining me today is someone new. It's Mike Thomas, novice cinephile. How are you doing, Mike? I'm doing really well, you know, happy to be here. Excited to talk about some incredible movie news. We had quite a bit on the agenda. We had to cut some things out, actually. So. Yeah, they, well, when we were talking about today's episode, you had like a list, like a long one of like stuff. You're like, we could talk about all this. And I'm just like... All right, calm down. <laughs> uh, I mean, we aren't going to be here for three hours. <laughs> but yeah, we are that's now. how busy a Wednesday was, right? I mean, yeah, there was there was a lot of news yesterday. Which some days there's some days there's a lot, some days there isn't. But you know, it just we we had a good day yesterday. But today we have all kinds of news. We're going to talk about uh, streamers doing streamer things. You know, that's always a fun discussion to be had. Uh, we're going to talk about Henry Cavill having some comments about uh, Highlander and Warhammer. We're also going to be talking about Deadpool 3 fit, wrapping filming. But before we get into any of that, uh, we do have a news story that just broke a little bit ago that we're going to talk about. Uh, we don't we don't cover a lot of gaming news, but I feel like this was a big enough one that we would at least talk about it. It just uh, came out that Microsoft has laid off 1,900 workers in their gaming division with many of those layoffs coming from Activision Blizzard. Mike, how does this make you feel? What are your thoughts, comments, concerns? You know, first off, my my heart goes out to all of those employees, especially on the Activision Blizzard side of like that. <laughs> It's been like a year and a half, two years of them trying to get that acquisition just for you to lose your job a couple months later. That's that's a terrible yeah, feeling. Three months after the acquisition went through, that happens. That's insane to me. And I hate that this has become the norm for the industry where it's like every other week it feels like some company is just laying off 500 employees or 200 employees. And like this one with that outstanding number of over a thousand, it's just... Yeah, 
I don't know what's going on. In, like I, we know that video games cost a lot of money and they're just going up each generation. But have we really gotten to the point where it's just like imploding, where these companies can't keep keep up with all the employees that they have? There is definitely something going on in the business space. I feel like we, in this case, like it was expected that there were going to be layoffs after the acquisition yeah. went through. That's just the nature of it uh, because they're, you know, when you have that happen, when two companies come together like that, you're going to have a lot of redundancies uh, that they're going to cut out. But 1900 is an absurd amount of people to let go, especially all at once like that. And it seems like there's a lot of confusion still around uh if people have even been impacted by this or not so we'll just have to pay attention wait and see uh as you said heart goes out to all those workers who are affected uh if you know anybody who was affected keep an eye out for them you know help them out with uh maybe finding some new opportunities down the line let's see if we can you know do what we can to try to mitigate some of the financial impact that these people are going to have to face because it is a it is an awful situation to be in. Uh, moving into our uh, first story of the day, first proper story of the day, one that is hopefully not nearly as much of a bummer as what we just started off with. Deadpool 3 has officially wrapped filming, uh, according to a post by Mr. Ryan Reynolds himself. Uh, they've finished all of their filming on Deadpool. So they are moving into the post-production and they are getting ready for that July release. It seems like, uh, I was thinking about this this morning when we were talking about, we were going to be talking about this story. It seems like they don't have very long between finishing filming and the film debuting in July. It seems like they're really squishing that post-production in there. Does that make you nervous at all, Mike? A little bit, because you also have to, Take into consideration that they didn't film very long last year because of of the dual strike. So it's like they they come back. I think they restarted production in like December and they finished filming um, this week. So yeah, post productions they don't have a lot of time. And I, I Hugh Jackman did like confirm that they're going to hit that July date, July twenty sixth, I think it was. So fingers crossed. But we know how long these superhero movies take to make. Like yeah. they take years and it feels like they filmed this in total like six months and only have like a couple more months to finish post on it um but i do trust ryan reynolds like you know we know how much he loves deadpool so i don't think him kevin feige everybody else involved with this production are going to let this movie fail but it is a little shocking how fast this has gone yeah i i will say that like i'm with you i trust i trust ryan reynolds on that but I would not be surprised if in a little while they're just like, hey, we're going to have to push back the release date on this movie because we need oh, more no. time. Uh, I, I will say I hope that that happens because I would rather that be the outcome than them rushing all of the VFX or rushing right. all of the post-production because that is that is a major part that they're going to have to deal with. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully things go with it. Do you have any any major like speculation or do you have any of your own personal theories about what we might expect to see in Deadpool three? There's a lot of speculation around this movie and we haven't gotten a chance to talk about it. So I'm curious what you, what you expect to see and what you want to see. It's interesting. Cause when they announced that Hugh Jackman was coming back for the, in the role of Wolverine, like a lot of people were excited. I, I was not because of how we ended that character left him in, in Logan felt like that was such a proper send off. And he gr- delivered arguably his best performance of, as Wolverine in that movie. So 
to have him come back, you have to make this worth it. And that's why I agree with you. Like if they need to delay this movie, even if it's a multiversal different version of Wolverine, like variant (laughs) situation, they need to make this movie worth it. And so I'm pretty sure it's the only Marvel studios film coming out this year. Everything else got delayed. Um, For some reason, I'm thinking that there's something in the fall, but you're probably right. Yeah. I know they still have like the Disney plus stuff, but this is pretty much the only theatrical release for Marvel. So I do want them to take their time with it. Uh, As far as theories though, we've we've got a ton of set photos. It seems like it's just kind of like the Wolverine Deadpool buddy cop movie. Everybody wants like, I I feel like this is going to be something multiversal. It's going to have to tie into that multiverse saga that we're kind of closing out soon with the next Avengers movie. So what I would hope to see is Deadpool kills the Marvel universe, right? Of like him going through the Fox verse, getting to the MCU and some wacky, crazy adventure. I think that'd be the most fun. And it would probably be a good send off for, for Wolverine in the sense that he's the character we care the most about. So if he, is stuck in the Fox verse or if he comes with Deadpool to the MCU either way, I think can be a fun, crazy kind of finish to that X-Men franchise that's been running for over 20 years now. Yeah. And what do you think about the, the rumors that we're going to be getting people from like Deadpool or, or not Deadpool daredevil and like all of these other Fox properties, like, do you yeah, think that's going to be like a multiversal hopping thing or are they going to confirm that all those movies were in the Fox verse? I mean, they might just confirm that it was all in the Fox first, because let's be <laughs> honest, the, the Fox universe is muddled and confusing and weird. And like first class was unrelated, but then it became a prequel, like through retcons and like. They might as well that, just shove everything in there just willy right. nilly. And, and knowing Deadpool's like fourth wall breaks, you can address some of that in like a clever, funny way. Um, but you know, they could go the Dr. Strange route too, of like, they're going through different timelines, different, uh, multiverses. So they go through the fantastic four or fan four stick or daredevil, and then eventually make it to six, one, six, the MCU. Um, that, that could be kind of cool. I just hope it's not a bunch of cameos, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Pointless it cameos. bothers. I, I'm going to throw it unrelated. It bothers me so much that they are determined to say that the MCU is 616. Yeah. That bothers me so much. I'm right there with uh, Iman Vellani being like, no, it is 1999999 because 616 is the comic universe. You can't just like say that they're the same but different. Sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's a weird thing and it feels pointless because like it's just going to make us annoyed like the people who actually do know and care and then the people who don't know what the 616 universe is they're just gonna be like okay random number you could just yeah. name it it's Earth just, One it's or just the same as uh in into the spider-verse them saying that that version of miles comes from 1610 and i'm like no that would be the comic book ultimate miles this yeah. matters guys <laughs> It this does, does matter really does. to colossal nerds like me, but it does matter. Uh, didn't they basically confirm the Fox verse in the Marvel's post credit scene? That is from all the game, uh, all in the game in chat. Uh, yeah, I mean, kind of. We know that there is an X-Men verse. But outside of the appearance of Kelsey Grammer is the beast. They didn't really necessarily give us anything concrete that it is specifically the Fox verse. It could he- be something very, very similar. He also too. doesn't look like Kelsey Grammer's beast the last time we saw him no. in the Fox verse either. So yeah, he does know. look. He's he's a little bit CGIE. Um, 
I will say I was very happy for Kelsey Grammer to be back in that role. Uh, I feel like he was probably one of the one of the better parts of Last Stand. So good to have yeah. him back. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see when it comes to Deadpool 3, uh, figure out exactly what is going to be going on with that. I will say that this is one of those films that I want to try to not, which I'm, I'm going to say this and it's you're going to realize it's virtually impossible given what we do for a living. <laughs> I want to try to go into this movie with as few spoilers or just as few ideas of what the heck the movie's about at all as possible. Yeah. But uh, it, it'll, it'll probably be a while. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, I, that's not going to happen. I'm going to be, I'm going to be hit with all the spoilers. Like I always am. It, it kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier about this being the only MCU theatrical release of 2024. You're not going to avoid this because they're going to put all yeah. their marketing power behind this move. You're going to see billboards. You're going to see YouTube ads. You're going to see trailers in the theater. So, like, you're, you're not going to avoid Deadpool 3, unfortunately. I, I just so... I, I, I do envy people who are able to go into a movie completely blind, but... You know, it's it's one of the downsides of doing what we do. There's a whole bunch of people right now who are probably very, very annoyed that I'm complaining about what we do for a living. Like, oh, no, I have to have things spoiled for me. Anyways, uh, let's move on to our second story of the day, which is all about Henry Cavill and two upcoming projects of his. So Henry Cavill recently sat down with Steve Weintraub here in Collider during a uh, junket for Argyle. And he was sitting there and Steve asked him all about uh, Highlander and Warhammer. Uh, Henry Cavill basically just confirmed, hey, yeah, they're both happening. They're about to go into sword training for Highlander. And uh, he didn't give us much when it comes to Warhammer, but he did say some exciting things are coming on the horizon. Mike, how do you feel about either one of these projects? Is there one that you are more excited about or is there, uh, you know, or are you one of these people who doesn't know much about like Warhammer, for instance? Yeah, I don't know a ton about Warhammer. I think that's why it's the most interesting one for me, um, especially, you know, listening and reading Cavill's quotes uh, from his conversation with Steve. He seems very passionate about it. And one thing, like I love Henry Cavill as an actor. I think he's phenomenal. I think he, when he's in a project that he's passionate about, and luckily it seems like he's been blessed to do that a lot with Superman, with the Witcher, even though he's since exited both of those roles. Um, but him saying that he's always wanted to do Warhammer, I think and him having that creative voice, like being able to like be producer on that movie, I think will lead to a really inspired take on, on the source material because it's coming from a place of love, not just corporate greed. I hate to say it like a lot of movies. Um, so I'm excited for that. But then his, his Highlander comments are very exciting too, of like him sword training and doing all that stuff. I'm really interested to see where they go. Cause he's, He's great in those physical roles, but I love when he can kind of flex those acting muscles a little bit more. And yeah, in roles like The Witcher, he didn't get a ton of that. So I'm hoping we kind of he basically just scowled and said the F word. That was like all all that he did in that entire show. Loved it. But that is basically that was his acting on The Witcher. Uh, I, I will say I I'm excited for Highlander because I grew up with the original, um, which I know is a weird thing to say because it's literally a movie about people getting their heads cut cut off. And uh, so someone growing up with Highlander is a little sus. But 
you know, I'm looking forward to it. It is one of those weird franchises that I always thought it was bizarre that we haven't seen more from. Uh, because yeah. we got like a we got a couple of movies and we got like a TV show in the 90s, but then it's been basically dead ever since. Uh, so it's always weirded me out that we haven't gotten it. Uh, and Warhammer, I actually just. I would say about a year ago, I started very casually learning about the lore um, and going into it a little bit. It is a very. Uh, how do I put this it is a very severe universe, very dark, very mm. depressing, very, very death metal, uh, which it's 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 a lot a lot different yeah. from the fantasy that i'm usually used to but i'm definitely here for it uh geeky goods at or geekly goods in chat is asking how would you guys feel about cavill as bond uh i don't hate the the idea of it i feel like no. um our guy kind of gives us a glimpse of a little bit of what he might sort of be like in that like super spy role and he's had a couple of roles also where he's been sort of super yeah. spy e uh uncle too he yeah he he uh i think he would definitely fit it i don't know if i don't know if the studio would want cavill i think would be the bigger question but i don't know the the whole bond discussion there's so many people who could be bond but it's 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 hard right now and i think we're a little ways out before we really have to worry about it too much um yeah because i don't i don't see a lot of momentum on the bond front (laughs) But I, I yeah, I, I think he'd he'd do fine. Like I wouldn't hate it. I don't know if he'd be my first choice. Um plus he's kind of busy because he's got uh he's Chad got so <laughs> working with him on Highlander. That might be like the big action franchise for the next decade after that. We don't know. Yeah. So I don't know. I wouldn't hate it. He's not uh he's he's a, a name that's been thrown in there a lot. So definitely definitely somebody to maybe keep an eye on. But as I said, I think there are ways out for there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss from that uh okay moving on to our final topic for this episode streamers being streamers doing streamery things so there there's two uh two situations involving streaming platforms doing things that people are not altogether kosher with the first thing which is the biggest uh little bit of news here today so earlier today uh like a couple hours ago right yeah we got our first trailer for roadhouse the amazon prime uh film the remake or reboot or whatever i don't know if it's a remake or if it's in continuity with the original roadhouse i don't know but either way uh starring jake gyllenhaal directed by doug lyman uh it's going to be on prime video here's the here's the rub though when that movie entered production and during the contracting phase, Doug Lyman was actually told this is going to be a theatrical release produced by MGM. Uh, it's going to be in theaters. And so he was like, all right, I'm ready for this to be, I'm ready for this to be a movie that you can go to the cinema and see. 
Uh, but then, you know, Amazon and MGM did their whole like merging thing that they tend to do, you know, because corporations and, yeah. uh, then they after the movie is finished they just told lyman they're like no this isn't going to theaters it's going to be a streaming only movie so now lyman is actually saying that he's going to be boycotting the film south by southwest premiere uh mike what are your thoughts on this where where do you stand on this do you think that doug lyman's uh overreacting or do you think he's justified in his anger and upsetness He's justified. I mean, one, the trailer just came out, right? And like, we, it looks good. It looks really fun. And like, I think this could have been a solid win for MGM and, you know, Amazon Studios. I don't think it was going to set the world on fire, but like, um, like Nate in the comments is saying, if the beekeeper can make money, there's no reason why Roadhouse couldn't. Um, so I think yeah. that's, that's totally fair. And, he, you know, he has the right to be upset because they, they did lie to him. They they said it'd be a theatrical release and they just decided we're going to put it on Prime Video. And as much as I love Prime Video, as much as this movie looks great, he has the right to, like, voice that frustration and that concern. It's completely justified. And I wish, like, like I'm glad you titled this segment, like, Streamers at it again, at it again as streamers being streamers, because this has been been becoming an ongoing issue where movies are getting canceled or they were supposed to be theatrical then they go to streaming like look at what happened with pixar like that effectively hurt their brand by putting all those movies on disney plus it's hard to get people to start going back to watch these animated kids films again and so i get lyman going out of his way to make sure he had that understanding of it being a theatrical release because if they just told him straight up it was streaming you know he signed on for that but since he didn't he has every right to be upset and want to boycott this movie. Well, and there's also something that I, we we don't know if this is necessarily the case, but uh, in a lot of contract negotiations these days, a lot of times, you know, directors and actors and people who are, you know, getting these big contracts to work on films, they're getting like smaller payouts for the project, but, getting promised you know theatrical royalties a cut of the box office we don't know if that was necessarily the case with lyman but that is something that a a lot of people have brought up as a problem with a movie that was supposed to be theatrical suddenly being kicked over to streaming only or even films that are being theatrically released but then also released on streaming that's cutting into the money that these people are promised for the film that literally happened to scarlett johansson with black Widow, right yeah, yeah, that's happened with that's happened with quite a few people. It happened with uh, Scarlett Johansson, a Black Widow. Uh, Gal Gadot brought it up with uh, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Uh, it's it's a problem that you know it might seem like you know a first world problem, you know, like oh rich people problems, but this is people's livelihood that this decision is cutting into that they're not having any say on. So. I don't know, man. It's it's a tough situation, but that's not the only thing that streaming platforms have been doing that uh, is uh, not kosher with us. <laughs> uh, Netflix just canned a film that was, for all intents and purposes, pretty much done. Uh, and that film was The Mothership, starring Halle Berry. It was a sci-fi film that had finished production and was in the post-production stage. Uh, apparently there were some delays during post-production and apparently that was bad enough that the film is being written off as a total loss on their taxes. And, uh, they're, they're pulling a Warner brothers on it. They're pulling a, a Scoob 
Uh, they're pulling up Batgirl. They're pulling up insert any number of other films that this has happened to. I recently. hate that there's that many <laughs> that you can yeah. rattle off like that. That's the problem. <laughs> it is. It is oh, a serious boy. problem, and it's becoming something that we are like. Here's the thing: this has happened. This has happened in the past. This isn't a new thing that studios do, but we are far more aware of it than we used to be. Uh, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts and feelings on this? Did you did you know anything about the mothership before it was canceled? Were you uh, looking forward to it? Was this something that you were aware of at all? You know, in passing, because like I I follow Halle Berry on on social media and she posts about it because that's the era we live in. We know we know about movies right before they go into production as scripts are being written and like it's more of a common thing for us to know about these details before you know we ever see a, see a trailer. Unlike it was. 20 years ago, even 10 years ago at this point. Um, the thing to me is, is the production delays. We don't know the full details about that, but again, my, my big concern, this sucks for everybody who worked on this movie, but also it's like, are they using the, the strikes as an excuse? Because that did delay a lot of things. So is production delays just something as simple as that from, from last year? I, don't I mean, I'm a little bit... Too much, but... <laughs> With this one in particular, I would be curious if the strikes would even be something that they could justify because yeah. it sounds like the film had been in post-production for a while. Mm-hmm. So, you know, post things that were in post-production weren't really delayed by the strike too much. They were a little bit because the writers yeah. do have something, you know, they do have a presence during the editing process sometimes. Some reshoots too sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that can sometimes affect things. So it's possible that that could have been the case, but it's really hard hard to say for sure um it would not surprise me at all but it just it's just another example of corporations of these big streaming platforms kind of just throwing things into the wind and just you know upsetting people <laughs> it happens a lot yeah and it kind of goes back to what we were saying about you know Lyman's um pre- previous concerns right of like we don't know what the contracts look like and you, you know like if if these people are getting the amount of money they should once it gets canned and it's never released and the idea that these are just tax write-offs because like at first it was a big warner brothers issue and now that now netflix they've probably done it before but this is another prominent one in recent memory and so it feels like it's becoming a trend because like you said at the top of this segment it's like the fourth time this has happened in like the last 18 months and it's it's definitely becoming a problem for the industry yeah as uh christian uh Uhlenberg, Uhlenberg. said in the chat writing off movies is like burning down your house for the insurance money that's a little bit of a severe metaphor but i i i get it and it's not totally wrong uh yeah it's it's such a late stage capitalist thing to be having where it's like where you can just do that you just make a movie and then just write it off for tax reasons and get away with it i don't know it's it sucks and it's just another example of this sort of thing happening you know you've got these these days it seems like even if a movie does make it to one of the streaming platforms it gets finished it gets released it still might not be long for this world because so many streamers are just deleting content from their platform so they don't have to pay residuals to writers and actors and directors and all sorts of that's, folks. That's the concerning part because, yeah, we had 
we had a movie that was supposed to be theatrical go to streaming. Then we had a streaming movie that got canned. But like you just said, we have mo- we have movies and shows that are just deleted from the platform. They don't get Blu-ray releases. They don't get DVD releases. And they're just gone into thin air. And yeah. this is a scary future because there's no signs of stopping it so far. This is why I'm a I'm a big proponent of digital preservation, uh, usually in the game space, as you can see from my uh, collection behind me. But films are definitely something that we need to be films and TV shows and things of that nature is something that we do need to start thinking about. And as much as I'm not one to encourage yo ho ho a pirate's life for me uh maybe they we do need to be thinking about people archiving basically everything that gets released just for the day when the day comes when you know something just gets deleted because the corporation didn't want to pay people for it anymore so many fantastic works and so many fantastic uh pieces of media that are just completely inaccessible nowadays and it's it's sad um sad for everyone involved and sad for those of us who want to be able to watch this sort of content uh and that is all that we have for today's show uh let us know what do you think about streamers deleting content, changing the release plans for content, just doing the things that streamers are want to do or Netflix, for instance, uh, basically phasing out their basic plan, which is something that we didn't even touch upon because they want people to be going to their ad supported uh, tier all sorts of just fun stuff going on. Let us know your thoughts. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can leave us a comment. If you're anywhere else, you can also just, uh, you know, get in touch with us on social media. You can see our handles there on screen. I'm at Bender Waffles, B-E-N-D-E-R-W-A-F-F-L-E-S. And Mike here is at Novice Cinephile. Uh, get over there. Let us know your thoughts. Get in on the conversation and have a great time with it. Uh, Mike, is there anything that you are doing exciting on Collider that you want to that you want to talk about? Any any articles or anything that you got coming down the pipeline? Yeah, you know, Collider, great place. If you're watching us, I assume you enjoy our work. Um, yeah, you know, it's things I, I can't talk about yet, embargoed stuff. But, That's you know, yeah, it's not a lot I can say. But stay tuned there. We got uh, some Avatar The Last Airbender, some Demon Slayer stuff. Those those shows premiere and return uh, in early February so, or mid-February. So you should get, you should uh, prepare for some awesome articles over there from me and uh, the resource team. Definitely check out all that sort of stuff. In fact, there's a lot of fantastic stuff coming over on Collider.com. We've got uh, interviews from Argyle coming down the pipeline. We're currently in the process of editing and releasing all of our Sundance interviews. So you can go over there and check those out. We've got a whole bunch of stuff coming. Halo Season 2, all kinds of just fun stuff coming. So be sure to keep an eye out over there for all of that. Jump in there, watch our videos, and of course, catch more Collider Dailies every day here at 10 a.m. Tomorrow, it is going to be, I believe, myself and Maggie, I think. I will need to check the schedule and find out. Might possibly be me and Steve. We will see which one of the two it winds up being. Either way, you get, you'll have gotten an entire week of me which I hope that you're excited about that. Uh, awesome. And I hope that you enjoyed having Mike on the show. Mike, I'm so glad that you were able to step in uh, and do this episode with me. We will definitely have to have you on again here soon, if at hey, all possible. I appreciate you guys having me. It's good, you know, being called off the bench, coming in to do a pinch hit once in a while. 
We'll we'll get you on more. Uh, for the rest of you, I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. We will see you tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat place. Uh, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.